would apply for a job at a place where you might be forced to work without pay for a month, or that is threatened with bankruptcy every year? Or your benefits are constantly under debate by people who call you names? Well, that's how the federal government is looking right now, according to Bob Tobias, professor in the key executive management program at American University, who joins me now. And, Bob, your thesis here is that all of these developments in the president's budget proposal are scaring away millennials from applying to the federal government? I think um, what's happening, Tom, is a perfect storm to discourage new applicants and particularly millennials from applying to the federal government. I mean. As you suggest, the president has proposed a pay freeze to increase pension contributions, to decrease pension benefits, is threatening another shutdown in September over the budget and maybe another shutdown in connection with the increase in in the debt level. Now, who with a great deal of college debt would come to the government with this kind of uncertainty. And we really need these people in the federal government. They're 36% of the entire federal workforce, but a declining percentage of the federal workforce. And with a third, one third of the federal workforce eligible to retire in 2020, we need them. So we need policies that support their application and entry into the federal government, not policies that discourage them. Yes. In fact, even the GAO is saying something about uh, in their latest list of high risk areas for the government, the strategic management of human capital runs across all of the agencies is on the GAO high risk list. And one of the issues that you bring up is that there is a large number of people eligible to retire and a number, you know, a couple of hundred thousand do retire every year. So the question is, how do you replace them? It's not only how do you replace them, but how do you replace them with people who can actually do the work, the ever increasingly more complex work of the federal government. We need people with talent. We need people with ability. The fact of the matter is that about 48% of the millennials hired have a bachelor's degree or higher. So we need them, but we also need the policies necessary to get them. And right now we don't have them. What would better policy look like, do you think, to be able to attract people of any age, but certainly the people coming up just out of college, like you say, that have that debt? Interestingly enough, once the millennials are hired, they love the work. They love the fact that they're in the federal government and they're very much engaged as revealed by the data from the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. So once they are hired, once they're employed, Unlike the um, sort of myth that they bounce around and leave, they stay and they're engaged and they're good employees. So the idea is attracting them in the first place. And I don't think you can attract anybody with the uncertainty that currently exists with a federal job. I mean, most people are willing to take a little less pay or a lot less pay to come to the federal government to work on a mission that's important to them or a purpose that's important to them, but they don't want to be threatened with a 35-day shutdown. They don't want to be threatened with um, pay freezes and increased pension contributions. We're speaking with Bob Tobias, professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. There was something else tucked in the budget that didn't get a lot of attention, but I caught it, and that is the president would eliminate the student loan debt forgiveness program for public service. I think this was initiated under the Obama administration, 
where if you came into public service, I think at the state and federal levels, that and you did a certain amount of time, at least you know a minimal amount of time, that you would have your student loan partially or totally forgiven, depending on the circumstances. That doesn't seem well designed to attract people either, I guess. It does not. And it's really um, entirely counterproductive. It All it does really, Tom, is provide agencies with the option and the opportunity to do a college debt reduction based on their own budget. So it's really, I think, incredibly counterproductive to create a policy that would take away the authority to do something which agencies believe is in their best interest and for which they have funds to make it possible. And something else you mentioned is that perception that millennials jump around. I guess a lot of them do jump around. But I know some millennials that haven't jumped around for five, six, seven, ten years or so, friend, you know, kids of friends and so on. And so the federal government, with the purported and historical stability of employment that it offers, I think apply uh, does appeal to a lot of people, including some millennials. I think maybe we mischaracterize – It does appeal to millennials. Um, and as I say, those who those who are hired, those who are in agencies – like the fact that they're there and are engaged in the in the in the work of the federal government. So it's really ironic that people who want to work for the federal government are now a declining percentage of that workforce. Um, and I the only explanation is the uncertainty that's associated with the pay and benefits. And as you suggest, um, many are attracted because of the uh, college debt reduction opportunities. Yeah, a lot of people count these numbers, and I think it's single-digit percentage is under 30 or under 35 or something. I haven't checked the latest numbers. All right, so put yourself in the position of an agency manager, and you have some positions that are mission-related. And what do you do? What's your selling proposition to millennials that might apply? I think that the selling proposition, Tom, is the same that it's always been. Come to work for an organization where you can be involved in something larger than yourself. 80% of the federal workforce says that they come to work for the federal government because they want to be involved with something larger than themselves. That opportunity to live your passion and live your mission is the greatest attractor. And yet, at the same time, I can't come if I can't pay my bills. And so what would your direct advice, suppose you could have five minutes with President Trump, what would you tell him to change in his budget proposals? I would tell him to consider the federal workforce to be those who work for him. And would you, in fact, create a policy that would be counterproductive to creating the profit you so much desire? So this policy does not, would not improve his profitability, and it doesn't improve the service to the public, which is what the government does, provides service to the public. And we need employees who are interested and able to provide service to the public. Bob Tobias is a professor in the Key Executive Leadership Program at American University. Bob, thanks so much. Thank you very much, Tom. I really appreciate it. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month. 
and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.